Hi guys and girls, welcome to episode 98 of the Spartans in Pyjamas podcast. I'm your host as always, Loz. Uh, as always, we have Dolph. Not full of biscuits, but hello. <laughs> uh, Star might be around as well, but I think she's currently stepped out. So, all right. Yeah, the time uh, and then uh, we also have Sparky. Stir. Sparky Stir. Spark Stir. Sparky Stir. Sparky Stir. He is a, a Lurko but might might chip in as we go. Uh, yeah, I'll just say that. Yeah, I'm not you sure. Thought, sort of um in the Discord, giving you the tag lurker, <laughs> but you know. No. But yeah, I'm I'm not sure if we've got anyone else joining us tonight. Um, Bob's down with a a headache. Oh, oh and Never then as I'm not sure if anyone else is going to join. Sparky joins. <laughs> Yeah. You have brilliant timing, darling. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um. So yeah. Uh, blur. So hey, you know how it's been three weeks since the last podcast, and I said it was only going to be two. Mm-hmm. I got called into work because no one else could do it, so I had to reschedule this entirety of the podcast. So we had a lot more people last week. Uh, last yeah, last week, and I had to fuck it off because of work. So, I wasn't too Let's... happy, but everyone else had valid excuses, so I had to. So this is a mini podcast, and we're rescheduling it for next week. Goodbye, people. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna slap you, silly woman, and you'll only enjoy it. I know you will. But anyway, um, so. Devastator. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. So once again, it's. A week late, so we've we've now done in the last six weeks, is it? Two podcasts. We've done three in the last nine. Hmm. So we're yeah, a little well. bit behind the schedule, but um, yeah. Unfortunately, that's how it goes. We either do it or we don't do it. So, um. I need actually somebody else who has a PC to just run it for a couple of day uh, episodes, maybe, and then just send me the audio. So if I do get fucked over like this again, at least the podcast can go out, and I don't have to be here for it. And then it'd be interesting for me to listen to it back and then post it. Because mm. then it only be... hint, was it? Well, yeah, because I'd be only a day late then, so it wouldn't be too bad. But then it, because that's the problem at the moment, it's all revolves around when i'm free to record them and i kind of need it to be where there's two maybe three of us that are able to just sit in and record (laughs) so even if it's like um bob for instance if she doesn't want to lead the podcast Dolph could lead the podcast and bob could do her just general duties uh or you know something like that to some degree um but yeah, so work royally fucked over the podcast last week, um, but it couldn't be helped. Everyone else had like ill children or a mountain of work to do for their like, dissertation or some shit like that. Um, or they were ill. So I just couldn't fucking say, oh, but I have a podcast this week. I can't. I had to reschedule. So that's why we're a week late. But hey, at least it's getting recorded this time. So, um, I was kind of fucking 
hoping we didn't have the storm. And we don't have the storm at the moment, which is good. Because fucking Wizard Gladys is turning up sometime this week for storm number four. Or hurricane number four, whatever the fuck it is. Because they not call these big storms and shit after names. So we've had, yeah, this, this will be the fourth one turning up to batter and flood areas again. So, yay. But, um, yeah, I've had a, a fucking rant. Who else wants to go next? I've got nothing to rant about, really, apart from fucking Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> uh, kid's jacket stolen from out the front or back of the park earlier. Lovely. Yeah. That's my rent. <laughs> I'm gonna say that's yeah, that's fucking stupid. So luckily, Emma works in a uh, local supermarket. That's all right then. And uh, yeah, so just as she's finishing, I'm telling her, yeah, you need to get a Zari coat. Then Sparky. I have nothing to rant about until tomorrow. Uh, oh, uh, what's tomorrow? Yeah, what's tomorrow? <clears throat> um, we're doing a silver service at college. Ugh. Oh, you get to shout at people tomorrow. <laughs> no, it's not my head chef night. It's Edie's. That's my uh, lecturer. Uh, oh. So we yeah. know for a fact Expecting he's fact. going to rip the shit into us. <laughs> he's going to have your tits in clamps because you can't have balls in a vice. No, no, technically not allowed to. Yeah. No, 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 no. No. He, no, he will rip the shit into us. It, and you turn around, drop your shit, and walk off, and say, "I'm not dealing with that." Well, no, that's how like proper <laughs> restaurants are. Do. No, it's not. Even Gordon Ramsay has now turned around and said, "No, I'm not having my restaurant like that anymore." <clears throat> well, but no, yeah. because they usually rip the shit into us anyway. Swear at your members of staff because they're not doing it to perfection every time. He turns around and says, "Oh, just get off your arses and everything like that," and fucking. Shouting and swearing because for the last year of COVID, we've not been able to do any cookery, so we're like we're still learning shit. Well, unfortunately, that's how it goes, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shall we uh, start with the topics then? Because uh, I think Dolph's got the first one. I did see this one, and I was like, hmm, whether to post it or not. And then Dolph posted it, so I thought, fuck it, that's uh, yeah, great. So, <clears throat> this is from the Daily Mail.co.uk. A £740,000 painting is ruined after a quote-unquote bored security guard draws eyes on a faceless figures on his first day in the job at a Russian gallery. What is it with people in defacing fucking art at the moment? Sparky also found the fact that bored guy draws on priceless art funny. <laughs> a painting worth three quarters of a million has been destroyed after a bored security guard drew eyes on a faceless figure depicted in the artwork at a Russian gallery. On his first day of the job, the security guard had drawn two pairs of eyes with a ballpoint pen onto artist Anna Leproskaya's three figures, 1932-34 to 34 painting, during an abstract art exhibition at the Yeltsin Centre in the city of Yekaterinburg, Western Russia. I'm so glad I'm not reading this. <laughs> I've, read, I've, read, I've fucking read through this, and they need a fucking um, <clears throat> proofreader, because a lot of them sort of fucking spelling mistakes. Okay, I, I'm looking, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this. What the hell makes you think, hmm, he was not art being... museum believed to be yep. 60 years old who worked for a private security company the Yeltsin Centre said in a statement why 
Two visitors enjoy an art exhibition called The World as Non-Objectivity, the birth of a new art at the Yeltsin Centre spotted the extra details to two of the three figures in the 19th <laughs> painting on December 7 last year. The painting, on loan from the State Tretikov Gallery in Moscow, was damaged by the security guard after he said to have became bored on his first day. He has since been fired. The identity of the suspect has only been revealed now at security guard at the Yeltsin Centre, although they did not name the worker. The work was then sent to the Moscow Gallery the next day and was inspected by an art restorer. Police have now opened an investigation for vandalism, which comes with a 395 or 74.9 million Russian rubies <clears throat> fine and a one year correctional labour sentence. See, I saw the fucking spelling mistake there. Oh, wow, dine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. £395 dine? I'm like, dining what? The painting is being restored. The damage, according to restoration experts, can be can be eliminated without any long term damage to the artwork. Again, the damage the painting was two thousand four hundred seventy pounds for a quarter million of Russian rubies. It's unclear how much the painting is worth, but it was insured for for seven forty thousand seven forty thousand pounds. Need to fucking dollars then, Jesus. It's been reported that the company where the security guard worked is paying for the restoration. The artist. The Prescaya, who was born in 1900 and died 82 in 1982, was a student of the renowned avant-garde Russian artist Kazimir Malevich. She also worked with other avant-garde artists, including Nikolai Swetin and Lev Yudin. She is known partly as a master of artistic porcelain, and in addition to the Trikov Gallery, her works are widely represented in the collection of the Russian Museum. We wouldn't know about the rest. We wouldn't know the estimation of the damage. We wouldn't know how much worth is already at the fucking top. It's also said that the company is paying for the restoration again because, you know, yeah, paying for it once isn't enough. enough. That's why I'm skipping. That's, that's why I'm skipping a good third of the fucking article. Fuck's sake. It's like they like, need to write so many words so they just went, fuck it, we'll just reiterate this shit again. We'll just do an EA and copy-paste. Uh, the Elson Centre said in a statement released on Tuesday, we inform you that during the investigation the person who painted the eyes and the figures in the painting by Anna Leproskaya's was identified. This is an employee of a private security organization that carries our security guards at the Yeltsin Center. We inform you. Very formal. Yeah, it's like the damage done with the ballpoint men. We already know that. The work is expected by the door of the state judicial gallery. The Venus State was sent to Moscow. The painting is being restored. The damage, according to the expert, can later any consequence to the work of art. So again, the fucking basic reiterating from up the top. But yeah, that's why that's. That was a fucking pain in the ass to read. Because the last that, bit, though, the Yeltsin Centre refrained from comment, commenting on the situation in hot pursuit as an internal in- investigation and of the incident and interaction with law enforcement agencies are underway. What? in <laughs> The hot pursuit give... bit! Sorry, go on, Sparky. No, no, I'm just asking, can I give up now? That, that, that whole thing... The brain, it, it's ow. So, mm-hmm. shall we just move on to the next one? Which, uh, hey, 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 Sparky, did you know there's a chicken Big Mac shortage? <laughs> <laughs> so, this is from Manchester Evening News.co.uk. So, uh, McDonald's is forced to drop the chicken Big Mac from its menu just a week after its release. I think it's a Big Mac, to be fair. Yeah, uh, it's like a, a promotional thing that they were doing. So the mm-hmm. chicken version of the iconic double-decker burger was added to the menu just a week ago. So that's about two weeks it's ago. It's not. Uh, in a promotion that was meant to run through until March. 
However, mm-hmm. McDonald's says it's been forced to drop the burger from its menu due to an overwhelming demand. A spokesperson from McDonald's UK and Ireland told the Manchester Evening News, We have been delighted by our customers' reaction to the limited edition chicken Big Mac. The demand has been incredible, and we simply cannot keep up. As such, we've made the decision to pause the promotion, let our restaurants, uh, teams and suppliers restock and get ready for its return in a few weeks. We'll keep customers informed about the return through the usual channels. Thank you to everyone who's made this popular, uh, our most popular lunch ever. We cannot bring, uh, wait to bring it back for even more customers to enjoy. McDonald's posted the news on social media channels and fans are bitterly disappointed. A Facebook post read, Well, that escalated quickly. Your love for the limited edition Chicken Big Mac knew no bounds and it's sold out almost everywhere. Thank you for loving it. Fuck off. <laughs> Even more than we thought you would. It'll be back soon. <laughs> the Sorcha Alice McKay said, I don't know if that's the first name. Sorcha Alice McKay said, how can it be sold out if you can make a Big Mac or a Chicken McSandwich, but you can't... Oh, well, no, fuck off. Where's my brain? Uh, how can it be sold out if you can make a Big Mac or a Chicken McSandwich? You can make a Chicken Big Mac. Uh, Graham Canny said, how can you sell out when you use the same ingredients for a Big Mac and the same for a chicken sandwich? Uh, Claire Pettigrew wrote, uh, it's gone round like it should be round permanently. Oh, no, it's gone. I liked it. It should be round permanently. I'm fucking having a hard time reading tonight. Uh, Carla Black said, how can it be sold out when you just use two chicken sandwiches fillets instead? Hopefully it won't be long uh, gone for long, guys. Go on, Sparky. You were, you were. I heard you biting back. What did you want to go? So first off, it's not a fucking McChicken sandwich fillet. It's a fucking chicken mayo fillet. Get your facts right. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> was even was even more. Apparently, you know they say overwhelming demand. Yeah, there was a lot of demand for the McFlurry in the day. They didn't fucking get that out of the way, did they? Well, the broken. machine's always broken, isn't it? Yeah. No, no, it's not. No, but that's what they <laughs> fucking tell us. We know it's not fucking broken. We just can't be asked to use it because it's too. Yeah, the milkshake's usually out of action because they're in the process of cleaning it. Oh yeah, we just cleaned the machine no. for the fucking ninth time today. Actually, the milkshake one maybe, but if you're during, if you're going during the day, that milkshake machine is not being cleaned. Night, day shift do not clean the milkshake machine it's night shift that do that it's always shift night does, shift yeah. when I get fucked by it sorry I want a uh, milkshake sorry we're cleaning it right now fuck okay. I, yeah and I'm like okay can I get an eye uh, McFlurry now it's been cleaned too I'm like Aw. so yeah oh, it's not uh... <laughs> not impressed so, but yeah, the, the, this chicken Big Mac is, as you said, chicken mayo. So, the, this, this like, artificial shortage, because it is an artificial shortage, really, isn't it? No. Because they could just stop doing chicken mayo. They did. Oh, well, and they ran out of chicken mayos. They stopped doing chicken mayos to do the chicken Big Mac. And they still ran out. No! Because the moment they stopped doing the chicken Big Mac, they started doing chicken meals again. 
How much will the supply and demand issue? Like, sure, so there's a lot of demand for the fucking chicken Big Mac, but nah, nah, we're saying we can't do it, we'll just do the fucking chicken mayo sandwiches instead. Yeah. Um. Just order two chicken mayos. Boom. Chicken Big Mac, like, just change the sauce, add some salad. Do you know what, do you know, do you know those, um, oh, what was it? I remember seeing a while back, this, people, this, this guy in America went to, um, I can't remember if it was a McDonald's or Burger King, but basically you went to one of these um, touch screens where you could, like, create your own meal kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he literally basically went all through the he went all through the ingredients like no patty, no salad, no tomato, no mayo, no bun, and they gave him they gave him like a simply bag full of like twenty pence, and that's what mm-hmm. he paid. So could you not do do the same really? Just say I love a bit of a meal, but you know, <clears throat> no just no, no no patty and uh, an order chicken sandwich. Oh, anyway, you you fucking chicken mayo. Well, no, because it's not on the um, it's not on that order sheet, is it? Ah. Mm. You can't, you well, can't if you're going to go for the drive-thru and ask for a chicken meal and then ask for like anything that's on a Big Mac to be put onto that, that could work. But you can't ask for a chicken on a Big Mac burger. So I could go up to the, um, the drive-thru and go, can I have two chicken mayos, throw one of them away, make it into a Mac, and then give it me? Baby. I really hope that the person tried. that's serving you is a very nice person. Because <laughs> yeah. I'd say no. <laughs> I, I'm surprised that people haven't actually Fuck tried that, that, you know. Haven't tried, well, could you not just do two chicken mayos and fucking make it into a, a Big Mac for me and just charge me for a Mac? Holy fucking could. It's just more fucking complicated for us, though. Yeah. Oh, but, you know, it doesn't matter because you're faceless automatons. Like us at the pub trade. Excuse me. I have regulars that are quite happy to see me. Well, we have regulars, but it still doesn't mean we're not exactly. faceless automatons. We get regulars in the pub doesn't mean they're ourselves. Or not ourselves. Well, exactly, yeah. Hmm. Oh, Alright, shall we move off from the... Uh... McChicken. I mean, if it's any consolation, oh, somebody asked for a Big Mac, no salad, no sauce, and no bun. So they just wanted... And no cheese. So they just wanted two burgers. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost as good and as And then... Mine. Go on. Then, someone decided to order a chilli wrap. But said they don't want salad, they don't want sauce. Right. And they would like barbecue sauce on that instead. Okay. So you want the barbecue wrap with no salad? <laughs> no, I want the chili wrap with barbecue but sauce. But with barbecue sauce. <laughs> Was there a price difference? Nope. So they just no price yeah. difference. So they're just a little bit deficient then. Mm. I can say deficient. If I say the R word, that's kind of no. But this is like they are a bit deficient in the thinking department for why that's a bad idea or a stupid idea. Mm, I tried to explain it three times before saying fuck it. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. I don't put it through as a fucking what you call it anyway. Uh, it comes up on the screen like a barbecue wrap if I was to do it properly. And she was like, no, no. I want a chili wrap. But with barbecue sauce instead of chili sauce. Was, you want a fucking barbecue wrap then? Oh, I'd have waited for it to go on and go, hey, that one I've just put through is a chili. It's barbecue. No salad. 
And I, that's what I, I was just put it through and ask me. Yeah. Fuck oh. me. <laughs> so, um. Let's move from chicken. Let's go to chips, shall we? Or rather, Chip and Dale. Dale. Rescue Rangers. Yeah. It's a, a Disney. I think it's a movie that's coming out. From what I could see, it's a trailer of. Um, yeah. and it's, it's very interesting because it's like the Chippendale TV show took place in the world, but it's like who framed Roger Rabbit's kind of style. So they exist in the real world. They are real celebrities. Um, and it's pretty cool by the looks of it. I'm actually interested because I watched Chippendale as a, as a young boy and fuck me. Gadget was cute. Even though she was a mouse. Uh, I I had a big crush on her as a child, so because she was cute. Uh, so, but, but like to see this is like okay, this is weird because like the trailer does have Roger Rabbit in it and it has a load of Disney characters in it as well. Um, but like I think Chip is fuck. Was Chip the one with the Hawaiian shirt? Or was that Dale? I can't remember. No, I can't remember either. But one of them is literally um he went and had himself cg'd that was like a a, a tune way of doing plastic surgery is to get 3d cg'd um and then the rest are like cartoons still but it, the whole thing looked really interesting and like seeing that as a kid and then seeing this come back is this it's very interesting especially depending on how they aim it if they aim it at kids i think it'll be a misfire but if they aim it at adults but also make it accessible for kids it'll be fucking great because um watching chip and dale rescue rangers as a kid was great to watch it was like prime time disney tv shows in the 90s there was that there was tailspin and uh there was ducktales with like Woo-hoo. the three main um like Disney '90s TV shows. What about Scrooge McDuck? Um, but that was that was Ducktales. Oh yeah, of course it was. Yeah. Derp. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, this one's a short one because literally, you just go watch the trailer. It's cool, uh, and it, it made me really nostalgic for watching it again. Um, and obviously the cast voice has changed. Um, but it's kind of like a. Oh, here's here they are after the show twenty years later or thirty years later, because it was like so long ago. Uh, and there we go. Um, so moving on to the next one, also another Disney thing. More th- sticking with TV for a little bit. Um, fucking, I forgot what it was. Now I just like looked at it and it's just it just jumped out of my head. Buzz Lightyear movie released a trailer. Uh, and. It actually looks really cool. It's more like a, it's not to do with the toy. It's more to do with the guy. So this so, is the backstory that the toy is based off, basically. Mm. And it it looks epic. Actually, it looks really epic because you've got like a, the their branch of Star Command have, have been trapped on this one planet for a year. Uh, and Buzz is like an experimental test pilot for. A drive which will hopefully then be able to put into mass production to get them all home. Um, so that's cool. And then the, the adventures of that. Uh, Emperor Zerg has made an appearance, or a Mecha Zerg has made an appearance in the trailer as well. Uh, it's a, it's a very a Dis- it is very Disney film though, 
And Chris Evans does a very good um, kind of Buzz Lightyear voice. He does put it on a bit more like how Buzz Lightyear from the Toy Story film sounds with Tim Allen. Uh, and it, But it is, it's still got that little bit of a Chris Evans twang to it. So it's not like it's Captain America again voice. It's actually a proper uh, like take on the original voice. Looks very good. Um, I will be watching it. I went from, uh, to, okay, this has got my attention. Um, I got a giggle out of the, um, where's the little... Oh, the cat, cat, was it? Oh, the cat, yeah. Yeah. When you've had to go to, when you've had to, go to sleep. You like this, whale noises, or white noise? <laughs> it just makes the, yeah, it just opens his mouth and makes the noise. <laughs> Um, so we'll just like rapid fire through the TV stuff until we get to something good. Um, the next one, Halo TV series has had a proper trailer, um, for it, and it's already been claimed that it's not canon to the Halo storyline. Um, they've also said that Master Chief will be showing his face in this. Uh, yeah, that's his fence to a lot of people. Yeah. I'd I'd say don't because you know the yeah the whole time, the whole time aspect of our master is how he is about knowing what his face is yeah but the, just, the I'm not um the the incognito about it the the thing is though they said it is also hard to have a faceless main protagonist in a show whereas in a video game because you were spend a lot of time as the character you can get away with it sort of thing because you don't see them that often. Whereas in this, it's like, well, you're going to be seeing him a lot because he's the main character. So people would want to see what he looks like. So they're going to do it. Um, Master Chief is a real Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, it'd be cool if it was. But the, there's also been the joke that when he takes off his helmet, there just wants to be a slightly smaller Master Chief helmet underneath. Like <laughs> uh, the callback to like the original um, Halo Combat Evolved ending. If you unhooked the camera from where it is and moved it down when he takes off his helmet at the end of combat evolved he just pulls it off and another helmet is there underneath so uh, they never intended to show his face in the games and the most they've ever shown of his face uh they've shown his face fully as a boy but as an adult they've never shown his face apart from his eyes that's the most you've ever seen of his face. Is just the like yeah, I, across his eyes. In I still think they shouldn't reveal his face though, because it adds the um. What's the word I can for it? Just the every man kind of feeling. Well, to it. It, it keeps the air of um. A mystery. Mystery, yeah. Yeah, although I think if they will do it, it'll be like the last thing you see of Chief. Like, uh, he goes to sacrifice himself, throws down his helmet, you see his face. I know, it's kind, of, the... it's kind of like with, um, with Mass Effect 3, when you, um, if you romance, if you romance, um, if you romance Tally, oh, you don't fucking... see her face, but you see a photo of it. Yeah, you get that fucking weird Photoshop photo of somebody. Because yeah. that's what it was, it was just, just like some, like, production wife Photoshop to look alien. <laughs> it was really bad. Everyone ripped the piss out of that for Tally and how she looked without a fucking helmet on. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm 
not got high hopes for the series because it not being canon, Cortana being really weird looking in this. She's not blue for a start. It is voiced by Jen Taylor. The uh, this person who's doing the version of Cortana. Uh-huh. So it is Jen Taylor's voice, so it will sound like Cortana, but it doesn't look like her. And it's it's gonna be it's gonna be um interesting to see what they fuck up and what they manage to fix. But I don't think it's gonna get more than one series because people are gonna hate it because it's not Halo. It's not proper Halo. Yeah. Um and I always thought that if they're gonna do proper Halo TV series, it should be all CG anyway. Shouldn't be live action. They shouldn't need to do live action. Just keep it CG and have it like they did in that Halo Legends um, little one-off where they go rescue Halsey and she's inexplicably like in the 30s and hot as fuck. <laughs> they should do that. But hey, um, that's my opinion on it. And I'm sure there's plenty of other people. It's like even if they did a Blur Studios version. So you know how they did the the... Halo 2 anniversary uh, cutscenes and shit. Vaguely, but yeah. We, we know, like, whenever you watched any cutscene in Halo 2, it was all, like, pre-rendered and looked really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they just make a TV show doing that? I never get why they didn't just do that. Because it would make more sense. They could literally have artistic freedom to make them look exactly like the game. They wouldn't have to take liberties and make them look like the game-ish because of real-world constraints. And the interactions between the aliens and like the humans would actually marry up too because I imagine no amount of decent CG, even today, is going to make that fight look anything other than a little bit weird. Yeah. Especially if they do hand-to-hand like Chief First and Elite. I don't imagine that is going to look great. Even in the Forward Unto Dawn live action thing they did where he fought a hunter. He doesn't actually touch the hunter. He like kind of backflips over it and stuff. So, I imagine this is not going to go well. And it's been 10 years since they were on about making this Halo TV series. So, I don't know. Either it'll be really good and it'll blow our balls off, or it'll be really bad and Halo TV series goes away forever. But that that's it. <laughs> that's all I've got to say about the Halo TV series. Um, Moving on again. <clears throat> so, Hulu has picked up the rights to Futurama for the next season. So Futurama is returning. Now, John DiMaggio is not coming back as Bender. And he's released a statement saying why he's not coming back. Because, uh, basically, yeah. So it says here from him, Hi, I've been thinking about everything that's been going on these past few months. And just to be clear, I don't think that only I deserve to be paid more. I think the entire cast does. Negotiations negotiations are a natural part of working in a show in show business. Everyone has different strategies and different boundaries. Uh, their price, uh, some accept offers, some hold their ground. 
Bender is a part of my soul and nothing about this is meant to be disrespectful to the fans or my future on the family. It's about self-respect and honestly, being tired of an industry that's become far too corporate and takes advantage of an artist's time and talent. Look, I wish I could give you every detail so you would understand, but it's not my place. Thanks again for the love, everyone. And then um, he's then saying about how he's working on an interview with a vampire for AMC. So, um, yeah. So basically, unless Hulu give him a better chuck at this, uh, he's not coming back. So it'll be some random well, Not guy. just him, the rest of the cast as well. Is, is, he, he may get what he's asked for, but if the rest of the cast are, he's probably still not, not going to follow through because it would not be found the other future drama cast. Yeah, but as far as I know, it's only uh, John DiMaggio that's not coming back at the moment. Whether that now pushes into everybody else and then we get a weird new cast for Futurama's last season because it probably won't get picked up again afterwards. Um, we'll I mean, see. Change in the new Futurama season. I don't think anyone's going to watch it because it's the original cast that made it what it is today. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I honestly think that. Hmm. So that's a bit wank, isn't it? Okay, I need to post this next one into the um, Discord so I can read it easier. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, do you want to tell them what I've written down? While wow. okay, so Loz has found a TV guide synopsis for Dora the Explorer. Yeah. So Malaysian TV guide synopsis uh and it says here uh dora the explorer follow the adventures of dora possibly the most famous spanish explorer since christopher columbus as she wanders around jungles with her friend a red wearing boot uh, a red boot wearing monkey named wait for it boots this seven-year-old girl who never ages throughout the show's 14-year run teaches kids spanish counting and other valuable lessons breaking the fourth wall more liberally than deadpool while hurting less people uh, than either Deadpool or Columbus. She also spends a lot of time trying to get Swiper, a bipedal anthropomorphic, fuck this word, mask-thieving fox to get off Tinder, telling him, Swiper, no swiping, at least three times every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wrote that is a fucking genius. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's why I deliberately didn't put it in the uh, the thing because it's, it's, it was short, but it was funny. And I think Sparky's still laughing. But yeah, great. Just the, the whole fucking swipe or no swiping, get off Tinder, dickhead. <laughs> uh, but um, with that speaking jovialness. Of, speaking of dickheads. Fuck yay. It's, guess it's been, what? Hasn't it? So. <clears throat> Battlefield 2042 has not been doing really well. And uh, I don't know if it was EA or DICE, actually, that said this. So take it with a pinch of salt. It was one of them. We d I can't remember which one it was. But basically, they went, hey, um, so Halo Infinite coming out, amongst other titles that came out so close to Battlefield 2042, has directly impacted the player base and the gameplay experience you're getting basically and it's like oh if it wasn't for those games coming out it'd be in a lot better place 
So it's got enough to do with the shittiness, the lack of a end of round leaderboard, the fact that the guns weren't hit registering properly when you shoot at point blank range, falling for the terrain, getting stuck in the terrain. I mean, this is the fix it in post mentality coming back to bike publishers in the arse. Because um, I don't find Battlefield 2042 all that bad. I know it will only get better. The problem is, yes, sometimes you will fucking unload on a person and it doesn't feel like you've done shit to him. It'll also, like, it gets a bit fucking annoying when you don't get to see your uh, end of round scorecard and stuff like that. Which has been delayed to the end of March, by the way. And the season that's going to be out in March has now been delayed to summer. So can I also point out that Halo Infinite uh, has got less features than what it was meant to have at this point. And their roadmap is completely just... Eh, at this point. Which is annoying as a Halo fan. Um, but the actual base game still runs pretty damn well. Um... The problem is, is Battlefield 2042 is not getting fixed quick enough for fans. And on Steam, their player base is down 96%. If you give me about a minute, I'll tell you what the actual um, 24-hour peak was. Mm -hmm. So, while Dolph's looking for that, that has also uh, raised a thing where people are petitioning EA to get refunds of Battlefield 2042. Uh, that currently sits at around 225,000 signatures. 225,000. Fucking hell. And that was um, posted... Uh, when was it set? It was about... About three, four weeks ago, I think. Right. About the time we had... um, uh, Just before... Was, just after the last podcast, about three weeks ago. Fuck's sake. So th this is the annoying part about it is this is probably going to be as just as good as Battlefield 4 this game when they finally get around to fixing it and we know that EA knows that but people are just like fuck it you're not fixing it quick enough give me my money back I'm sitting on the game because I know that when they fix it and I get a load of free shit for sticking around while it's wank um all these people that have refunded the game are going, oh, fuck, it's really good now. I need to get it again. And he's like, 50 quid, dickheads. You fucking left me at full price. You buy it back at full price. They're okay, going to uh, be kicking themselves because they won't get any of the shit we're getting. All right, so currently on Steam, uh, when the game, the, after the game launched, the highest peak all time was 100,590 people. In the last 24 hours, it's... Just barely under 2200. 2200. 2198 was 24 hour peak. See, I played this on console and I, I don't seem 1, to. 2105 playing about five minutes ago. But if you compare that to Battlefield 5. I don't like Battlefield 5. I like modern Battlefield games. I like modern shooting games, to be honest. Uh, or futuristic, depending on how well they do it. So. This is the problem. It's like, this could have been a really good game, considering they have uh, 1942, Bad Company 2, and Battlefield 3 maps, and game modes in the game, and weapons, and authentic fucking player models and shit. They've done really a lot of stuff on it to then fucking fall flat on their face. 
and they need to now not up and invest the money in fixing it before it gets fucking just completely deaded. Because if they don't yeah. fix it in the next couple of months, it's not going to be savable. Yeah, uh, Battlefield Five in the last twenty-four hours they had twenty-three thousand players. So double, well, ten times as ten times more, over ten times more players. And then Battlefield Four would probably even be doing more than that. Because yeah, so... that's that's the next decent Battlefield game that's modern day. And to be uh, honest, when that came out, that was a huge shit show. People were literally suing EA for their money back. And it's getting to that point again where if there isn't a lawsuit, I don't think it's gonna get fixed. But this I mean, is... even even Battlefield One has more Fuck, players. Battlefield than... One is wank. Yeah, Battlefield One has eight thousand three hundred players in the last twenty-four hours. Jesus which Christ! Four times more than twenty forty-two, and that's a game that's from what eight nine years ago? I'd like to say. No, I'm like five. Because more... Battlefield Five came out in like twenty nineteen, twenty eighteen, and. Battlefield 1 was like 2017 because Battlefield 4 was 2015. So four or five years ago then. Yeah, uh, that's what's annoying about it is it's just uh, just just how badly it does. Um, but yeah, I, I one of those things when it fixes when they fix it it'll be great. But at the moment, it's not getting fixed. People aren't seeing enough to it. What I want to see that will bring people back, more Bad Company 2 maps, more Battlefield 3 maps, more maps in general. Um, make the, the hit reg and all the fucking server-side stuff tight as fuck like they did in Battlefield 4. Because when Battlefield 4 worked, it was amazing. And if I had the like the hard drive space on my Xbox, I would download that and play that again still. It might look like a fucking bit of ass now because of how the lighting and all that. It doesn't look great anymore. But I don't give a shit because it was fun. And that's the problem is people aren't finding Battlefield 2042 very fun. I play it occasionally, but it's not great. I I like it. I want I want to enjoy it. But I'm I'm basically not playing any of the 2042 stuff. I'm playing the legacy stuff because that is more fun, and more it, fleshed out kind of things. Well, yeah and no. But it's like Bad Company Two only has two maps. Battlefield Three only has two maps, and 1942 only has two maps currently in that mode. So, you only get six maps to play in. And it was it Nar Shark Canals on Battlefield oh, no. 3. And. Uh, the fuck? <laughs> and. Um, yeah, Nar Shark Canals and. The one with the fucking checkpoint and the big ta- antenna thing that falls. Caspian Border, I think it is. I might be right. And then Bad Company 2 was 
Arika Harbour and fuck I forgot the other one but yeah and it's like these are not bad maps but where's Operation Metro yeah, well, no, no. if you're going to come and say goodnight you need to be quick my darling where's Battlefield I'm, I'm 4's maps oh, I'm about to pull my parachute there could be um no, there could be what you call it. You... Um, I think Mum is in the toilet. <laughs> That's good to know, podcast viewers. Sparks is, yep. <coughs> is in the toilet. Taking a slap. Oh, sorry, guys. Lol. <laughs> oh, I'm saying goodnight then. She's looking for a mother. No. Um, but yeah, it's like they could add Battlefield four maps as well. Metro, uh, Locker, all these other maps that we want to play. It's like Wake Island's not in there in any form. Wake Island was 1942 and Battlefield 4 was like, everyone has to play Wake Island. And it's like, okay. So I, I think that until they add more maps, until they add more legacy maps and more legacy modes, it's going to struggle. Well, they need to think properly first before they add stuff in. We don't, we don't want to have any like, um, Star Citizen on our hands again, do we? Uh, yeah, they do. Um, but hey, let's when when this loads up. Okay, so next uh, topic as we move in. So hey, um, Nintendo have publicly announced that as of March twenty twenty three, you won't be able to make purchases uh, or download free content from the Nintendo Wii U or Nintendo three DS shop. The shop. So it says, um, as of late 2023, it will no longer be possible to make purchases on Nintendo eShop for Wii U or Nintendo 3DS. <clears throat> Nintendo 3DS. It will also uh, no longer be possible to download free content, including game demos. Furthermore, as the date close, close that draws closer, latest services will cease to function. So that means like multiplayer shit might uh, disappear as well. Yeah. Um, so as of 29th of August 2022, it'll no longer be able to use eShop cards to add funds to a Nintendo eShop account for uh, either either eShop. Uh, however, it will still be possible to redeem download codes until March 2023. Uh, well, that, that makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Because download cards are... You know, straight for the game. Whereas, if you're putting funds in, they can't. They might even be used by that time anyway. So, you'll be uh, so say users who linked Nintendo ID funds uh, used on eShop and 3DS with fund ties, funds tied to the Nintendo account, which is used on eShop for Switch, can use the shared funds to purchase content on any of these consoles until March 2023. After that, funds can only be used uh, on Nintendo Switch. Uh, there are no changes planned for the eShop on Nintendo Switch, obviously. Why kill the Golden Goose? Um, the changes to the Nintendo eShop and 3DS will simultaneously take effect in software on these platforms where it is possible to make purchases such as Street Pass, Mii Plaza, and Theme Shop and Nintendo Badge Arcade. After March 2023, and for the foreseeable future, it will still be possible to re-download games and DLC, receive software updates, and enjoy and play Wii U consoles and online with and 3DS uh, online. 
Um, the only problem is, though, how Nintendo do things if your games aren't linked to that console. Um, yeah, you might not be able to download them. Hmm. So, you know, sometimes it was more like it was especially the 3DS, if you lost your 3DS console and you didn't do a transfer, you might not be able to download things. Because uh, you have to kind of like transfer the ownership of the account and all the things linked to the account from one system to another. Because that's so what I had to do with my 3DS. I had to might, switch it across. The most we had to do years ago with the 360, um, if you had got a new hard drive, you had to download all the fucking licenses again. Yeah. Well, with this, though, it was kind of like... I had to plug my new 3DS next to my old 3DS and have them connect via Wi-Fi and literally transfer everything across, including my profile and everything, then sign in on my profile to verify that this was me and all these things I owned. Because if, if I just downloaded them on the new 3DS and that, it would be like, hey, uh, this is already on a different 3DS. You need to verify that this is you before you can do it. You couldn't just have like your account on multiple different things um, and have it downloaded yeah, on multiple different 3DSs. It just didn't work. I think it's more of a case of if you were to sell your DS for whatever reason to a um, second-hand store and you forgot to take your profile off. Yeah. And so someone bought, and someone bought it, then yeah, I can see, I can see the logic behind that. Um, it also means that if you ever try and sell a 3DS full of games, uh, you, you lose that account too. Mm. So, yeah, okay, that's not great. But it was, mm. unfortunately, it's the way it's going. It is, those have been out for quite a while. And while it is saddening uh, that, that we're losing all this functionality and shit, it's kind oh. of kind of making uh, stop burping you're making me burp um it's kind of making it um like inevitable that it was going to happen you know it was going to happen so when halo 3 went i was very saddened by it but hey it had to happen they weren't going to fucking play let you play the servers for the next 30 years are they they could repurpose them into different servers that have even better games but hey this is what this was it this is it and that's probably what's going to happen. They're going to probably repurpose these servers that are used for these uh, into better... Switch. Yeah, so you might get better Switch games uh, <sighs> online because these work a lot better. So, um, leaning to the next thing. So, on the 9th of <coughs> February... This is how long it's been since we've had a fucking podcast, by the way. It's been three weeks. Uh, there was a Nintendo Direct came out. And here are all the games they announced. So they announced Fire Emblem Warriors Three Heroes, which is a um, samurai warriors kind of game. You know where you have one person that fucking just takes on massive, huge fucking waves, like Hyrule Warriors as well. It's kind of like that, yeah. but Fire Emblems themed. Nintendo Switch Sports, which is basically Wii Sports for the Switch. Um, Splatoon 3. Which I'm looking forward to. Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Which I'm not looking forward to. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pack. Which is like 40 courses for 20 something quid. 
So that's ridiculous value. Uh, Mario Strikers Battle League Football, or soccer if you're American. Uh, I don't really give a shit about Mario playing football. Uh, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, the meme generator of uh, Kirby swallowing large things, like the car, and being basically like a hood cover for the car. And so many like X-rated memes about that, like the one where it looks like he's a condom. Because he swallowed a big fucking like ring. Um, Live Alive, which apparently is a really old Super Nintendo uh, RPG that never came out here, which is now coming out here. Uh, they put Metroid Dread on here, but I'm pretty sure that's DLC. Mm. Uh, Earthbound for the Super Nintendo Online. Uh, Earthbound Beginnings for the Nintendo Entertainment System Online. Uh, Triangle Strategy, which is a uh, RPG. Chrono Cross is getting a remake or remaster on the Switch. Uh, Cuphead and the Delicious Last Course, which is DLC for Cuphead. Uh, Taiko no Tatsuin Rhythm Festival. Uh, beat your drums. So beat yourself off to music. Hey. Hey, hey. Advance Wars 1 and 2 <coughs> Reboot Camp. I've pre-ordered that because I think that's a great series. Uh, bless you. SD Gundam Battle Alliance. It's, it's a Gundam game. I'm not bothered. Front Mission First, uh, which is the Front Mission games from fuck knows how many years ago, getting a remaster uh, approach. And that's a turn-based, I think more like XCOM uh kind of strategy game disney speedstorm which is a kart racing game set in the disney universe portal the companion collection which is portal one and two on the uh on the switch star wars the force unleashed is coming to the switch uh i had that on the 360 yep it was great uh then klonoa fancy reverie series Klonoa was uh, on the original PlayStation. So that would be cool to see that come back. No Man's Sky is coming to the Switch. How would that, how would that work, to be fair? Apparently really well. <laughs> I mean... It, you're probably going to load for fucking ever before you get it to play, but it'll be alright. Even on the bug standard Xbox One, it takes a while to load, and even then the graphics aren't... But so... they, they probably have paired the graphics back a lot for that, but um, mm. it could work. Uh, Lego Brawls. Yeah, multiplayer with. Well, crossplay. Yeah, uh, that'd be interesting to see. Lego Brawls, which is uh, Smash Brothers, but with Lego. Uh, the Ezio Collection for Assassin's Creed. So that'll be uh, Assassin's Creed 2, uh, Brotherhood, and Revelations. Yeah. Uh, Getso Fumadero? I fuck knows what that was. I actually think I skipped through that on the direct. Uh, Getso Fumaden. Yeah, and then there was the, the... For some reason, this is really small on my computer screen. So, these are cloud versions, which means you have to stream them through decent internet. Uh, Kingdom Hearts, uh, Remind, and I think it's 1 and 2 um, are coming to the Switch. Even on my fucking phone, that's hard to read. I'm zooming, I'm zooming right in. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pull this to my other screen. And pull this to my other screen. What the fuck? Where's 
what the fuck did I just do to this? There we go. Come on. <coughs> Alright. Uh, full screen that bitch. Fuck me, that is tiny. I cannot. I cannot. I, can. I mean, I think I, I think I see an 8 on there. Uh, how the fuck do I inspect how on there, though? No, I want to zoom in! God damn it, fuck! Uh, okay, we're going to uh, the backup then, which is Google! Uh, Nintendo. Nintendo. Direct announced games. Okay, so I'm just going to look at the things. So, uh, where is it? Kingdom Hearts Integrum Masterpiece for Cloud. Uh, what does that entail? Let's have a goosey at it. So it's a collection, but it doesn't say what it is because it's fucking... Oh, am I going to have to play the video and just mute the sound? Play. Play. Mute. Okay, so it's uh, one... Three packages. 1.5 um... and 2.5 HD. Yep. 2.8. <laughs> and Kingdom Hearts 2 Remind? They're all cloud versions, so uh, what it basically means is they're so it's not it's not like three as far as I'm aware. It's just one and two, and you play them as and then whatever the remix is for two, um, you play it as a, a, a what you call it. You play it as like through your, your computer. Uh, as a streaming sort of thing. Hey, you remember fucking Stadia? No, neither do we. But if you play it like that. So what? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Zombie Army 4 Dead War is coming oh. to the Switch as well. Two Point Campus. I've also pre-ordered that, but on the Xbox. Uh, MLB The Show 22, a Sony PlayStation title coming to the Switch. Or a Sony Studios title coming to the Switch, let's say. And... Demon Slayer, the Hinokami Chronicles have all been uh, announced. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming up this year. They still haven't released anything about uh, Breath of the Wild sequel, which they fucking need to do, and they also need to say, hey, 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 here's Wind Waker HD for the Switch as well. I think they'll announce <clears throat> Breath of the Wild 2 when they're good and ready. But they they definitely need to put. Um... Well, we all, we all know it's coming, so mm -hmm. I think they'll make more uh, direct announcements when they know roughly when they're going to get a release date. Yep, they need they definitely need to put uh, Wind Waker HD though over to the Switch. It's not hard mm. to do because the, there wasn't any touchscreen functionality or second screen functionality on the Wii U version because I have it. Uh, so I can tell you that that's not a problem. The the Wii you and the switch are the same in processing power and stuff like that so it's not a a limitation on the on the what you call it on the software it's literally just they haven't been bothered to port it which they should people have been crying out for that 
I think if they had it about them, they'd do that, they'd do Twilight Princess, and they'd release the 3DS versions of the uh, Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time for the Switch as well. But, like, obviously upscale it. Um, but, yeah, there's also this weird thing that AMD, and I've seen this recently, where because it's an AMD processor in the Switch for GPU and stuff, um, there's a way that they can use it to basically upscale images past their actual quality to give them a better quality image, and it doesn't cost that much overhead to do it either. So, technically, you could have a really good-looking game on the Switch that runs just as better, just as well or better than a, a Xbox Series game, potentially. You might not get 4K, but you'll get crisp 1080, which would be interesting to watch and interesting to see. Um, so the No Man's Sky thing coming to the Switch, that could actually work out because of that. Because Nintendo have said they can like dial it up and down depending on uh, the game it's in. So it's like a case-by-case basis. And the Nintendo Switch Sports apparently has that feature turned on so this they're kind of like doing uh beta testing as well with it with the with the uh nintendo sports for switch so that makes me think they're testing this new feature and they're letting us play certain like sports uh events in the game just to dial it in so it'd be interesting to see because then technically they could go and enable that on every other game that's come out and improve them <coughs> that way. Whether they'll charge you for it or not, though, is a different thing. But hey, they're not EA, so they might not. <clears throat> um, so, the next topic, because we'll move away from the Switch stuff now. Cyberpunk 2077. Um, they, they've released the Series X slash S slash PlayStation 5 upgraded versions now and it actually does improve it quite a bit whether that's good right? well whether they've fixed some of the problems that i've had uh i don't know i started a fresh character i still haven't been able to finish this one psycho killer um gig which is like a, a side mission because it still doesn't seem to give me the message I'm, I'm meant to read because it just says, read the message you received, but it doesn't tell me who the message is from or what the message is. And because I like save quitted while I was in the middle of doing that mission, I don't know who it was. I, I couldn't tell you which character get, sent me that mission or that. So it doesn't actually, I've gone through as many different like characters as I could find, ones that I know aren't main characters. And it just doesn't want to like progress my story for that mission. So I might never finish that mission. Um, they've rejigged the skill tree. Uh, you can now throw throwing knives. The police aren't as fucking teleporty and turn up, up your ass like they did in the original. Um, oh, you can throw throwing knives before? No, you, you couldn't throw knives. They were just melee weapons. Yeah, um, were they, they actually called a throwing knife or... I, no, I, don't, I actually don't think they were in the game. Or if they were, they were just knife. 
and uh, throw a knife that you can't throw. So it's just a knife then. Yeah. Well, now you can throw it, so it's a throwing knife. Yeah. Um, they've made the handling for the cars a bit better, and I have noticed that. They've also made crowds a bit less dumb, so they don't just cower anymore. Some will actually attack you, some will run away, some will uh, drive erratically in cars more than they usually did. So it has made a difference, whether it means uh, it's uh, a, a positive one. I don't know. The multiplayer stuff, I, I don't think that's ever going to come to fruition. As much as I want to do um, Cyberpunk 2077 online element, where I have my own character um, and we do different shit online, I don't think that's ever going to happen because of how much shit they've got to fix still to make it run fine single player. Yeah. Um, they're still not saying that the original version, the console version, is going to run any better than what it is now. So if you have it on the original Xbox and the original PlayStation 4... Don't get don't, hopes up. Yeah, don't expect miracles from this patch. This patch was mainly aimed at us on next gen, where there's a bit more overhead for them to work and f make it run more consistently and uh, fix some bugs. But more to work with, shall yeah. I say. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, that's to do with that. And then I saw a trailer for this recently, and I'm very excited because I let's played the first game of this years ago. So the Telltale game series, The Wolf Among Us, is getting a sequel. Ooh. And it was really good. And it, the main uh -oh. actor who played the wolf, I can't remember his name now, is back. So they even got like most of the original voice cast from what I can tell. So that's gonna be great. I, I absolutely loved it because like the big bad wolf was the fucking detective and you had to resist doing bad things. So it's like if your character wanted to, he could just rip every fucker apart and wolf out and freak out and get mad. And you could see it in the game where at points you you could actually do that if you wanted to, but I played the I'm resisting this. I'm trying to be a good person kind of wolf, uh, which people would say that's lame. But I like the idea of him trying to make amends for being the yeah. big bad wolf. You being the big good wolf, exactly. And like the whole cool thing about it is, is I think it's called like Glimmer or something like that. I can't remember what it was called, but um. Or Veil or something like that. It's got like this mystical name for it, but uh, because they lived in like human world, in our world, they have to have these like mystical cloaks that change their appearance to seem human. So like um, the three little pigs, for instance, would look human unless they weren't wearing this veil or whatever it was. And I think there was like a character that you basically could arrest for not wearing his but it was because he was down on his looking poor so you could either like go you're a fucking idiot i'm dragging you in or you could like help him get money to afford one um which is like how telltale works is the choices define how the game changes for you and that was cool i i really enjoyed that series so for them to say that here's a second one it's like yes love it so, um, look forward to that, and I will let's play them both, I think. 
and um, yeah, I, I might go back and do that. And apparently, the Telltale Walking Dead series, the ones I didn't buy, are now on Game Pass, so I might play the, through those two as well. I'm not going to play the Michonne one. I really didn't care for Michonne's kind of thing, but uh, to finish the Clem story would be pretty cool. Because last time I saw Clem, she walked off with the baby <laughs> uh, from this city at the end of uh, Walking Dead 2. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that series carried on for me, because I didn't ever finish that. Um, but yeah, exciting. Wolf Among Us 2 next year, 2023. It's going to be great. Because, um, now that Telltale got bailed out by Scalebound, um, Scalebound? No, not Scalebound. Sky, Skyloft or something like that. Skybound. Fuck, I forgot what they're called. The studio. But they, they basically bailed them out. What, what? Sorry, you went potty. The one that the kind of bailed out Telltale? Yeah. Sky something. Oh. Fuck. Um... Let's not play the music sounds on this. The music could not be played great. Uh, cool. uh... No music on that. There was some. Shh. No music. Shush. So it's the Telltale series. Uh, shush. Warner Brothers DC. Sony. Because it's Sky something. Because they bought the. Last of Us. Uh, not the Last of Us. They bought the Walking Dead stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, tell, tell. LCG. LCG. Yeah, LCG Entertainment. It was, it was someone else, Sky something, did some of the. That's annoying me that I can't figure that one out. Skybound nice. Entertainment. Um, they they at least got the last of the Walking Dead games out. And then uh, relaunch under LCD Entertainment in 2018. So that's cool. So it's not Skybound Entertainment, which I thought it was, that had got the thing for that. I thought it was... It was there. So either way, it's going to be cool because, you know, they've got the original voice actor back for the wolf. So that's going to be good. Bigby. Bigby, was it Bigby or Digby the Wolf? Can't remember. I don't never played the first ones. So I couldn't tell you. I I did, and I can't remember. But um, yeah, that'd be cool. But I made a gaffe. But that leads on nicely to the next one story. Uh, Dolph. Yeah. So, do you remember a little um game that got cancelled about five years ago, twenty seventeen? Uh, Scalebound by Platinum Games. Yeah, it was uh, like a hack and slice Devil May Cry esque game where you could have your own dragon that yes. was linked to you and also gave you powers and was able to fly, ride, and use them as a weapon. 
Yeah, support uh, like um, death from above support like an AC one thirty kind of thing. Kind of like yeah, Im- very... imagine Dragonheart the game. Think of um, uh, uh fuck, what's it called? Think of of um, Divinity Original Sin, uh, the uh, Ego Draconis game by um, uh, who the fuck did it? I can't forget it. It's a it's a really good RPG. It's kind of a strategy thing. It kind of as a dramatology. The one I originally played was Ego Draconis back on the 360. Basically, you have these you encounter this uh, protagonist who gives you these dragon powers, and you can turn it into a dragon at will once you get these powers. But pretty early in the game, but yeah, well, this... relatively weak at the start. But this is more it's... like Dragonheart, you don't... though. Because it's a companion, not you become the dragon. Yeah, I'm gonna say apart from you becoming the dragon, it's kind of like that. But but you, you do don't... manifest dragon esque powers. Yeah, but you don't actually become one. Don't become one. No, it's kind of that kind of ballpark, should I say? Yeah. You can dragon in and do your bidding, as it were, with far enough where you get your credit. You actually become the dragon and rain hell on people. Mm-hmm. So um, this is from IGN.com. Platinum Games wants to return the Galebound, the Dragonfield Xbox exclusive it cancelled in 2017, and has appealed to Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer to begin those discussions. Speaking to IGN Japan, Platinum President Atushi Inaba, Inaba explained that Scalebound creator Hideki Kamiya has been talking about wanting to work on Scalebound again for quite a while. He himself added, I'd like to appeal to Phil Spencer directly. Let's do it, Phil. <laughs> What about the game? Yeah. Kimiya has not been shy about expressing his regret over the game's cancellation, and the developer has said before that... That, that... The fuck did I put it in there? Said before that, that it would love to return the game with Microsoft's permission. However, it never had made clear that it isn't an idle wish, and they would like to be open talks with Microsoft about the idea. Uh, often in an interview, you might hear a developer politely saying, Yes, we, if we had the opportunity, we'd love to work on that again. But I don't mean it in that way. Both Kemia and I are serious. We really would love to work on Scalebound again. I'd like to discuss it with, the, with Microsoft properly. He went on further to say, Development had progressed a fair way, and it seemed pointless for Microsoft to just hold on to that and not do anything with it. Which, yeah, that's a fair point. He then switched to English to say, Phil, Phil, let's do it together. <laughs> I don't know why they had to say you put it into fucking English. Like, really? Well, I think that's him trying to appeal to Phil in his native tongue. Yeah, true. But do do, do you think Phil knows Japanese? Uh, I imagine he'd know it a little bit, but they'd also have like translators and shit, so he wouldn't have to at the same time. Yeah. So, so if he had translators, they would have to switch English, then, would they? In a in in a sense. Yeah, but you've got to also think he's also... appeal to his, um, you know, sense of, well, not sense of honour, but, you know, well, sense of partnership, as it were. Yeah, he's trying to reach out to him on, like, his level, which his level is in English, so... Yeah. You know, I have previously lamented that Microsoft took much of the blame for the cancellation of Scalebound, saying that game development is hard and both sides learned lessons, for sure. Last year, Camilla explained more about the cancellation, apologised to fans and Microsoft. 
Yeah, it's a bit challenging for Platinum Games, he said. We were working in an environment we weren't used to. We were developing on the Unreal Engine. We also lacked the necessary know-how to build a game based on online features. The hurdles we had to overcome were very big. Oh, yeah, issue it was for... online co-op. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. So that'll be a lot of network code they couldn't quite get right. So from what I read about it, when it was originally announced, it was a very... Well, not extravagant. It's a very... um ambitious project oh yeah I, I mean very ambitious it looked good for an xbox one game and well, what they were trying really... to achieve was also very good yeah i can't remember was it wasn't gonna do a 360 version i actually can't remember no it was well past 360's lifespan i think it only was announced like three years ago scale bound but yeah. look while you carry on 2017 i think it was um, when it got cancelled A new issue for getting Scalebound back off the ground may be an entirely different game. Hitman developer IO Interactive is reportedly working on next exclusive fantasy game featuring dragons. Given that Scalebound could be described in a very similar way, that might feel a little close for comfort. So, that's interesting. Hmm. So, um, it originally was announced in E3 2014 with a cinematic trailer. They missed 2015 at E3, but Gamescom uh gameplay was shown uh and then the four player co-op multiplayer mode was also announced and it was meant to be coming out in the late 2016 got delayed till 2017 and then was cancelled at the beginning yeah. of january on 2017 yeah so i've just i've just i've just clicked the link because we're going we're now actually going down a rabbit hole now um hitman dev reportedly working on xbox fantasy game featuring dragons this was from april last year just to give a heads up mm -hmm. hitman developer io interactive is reportedly working on a dragon thing fantasy game potentially as an, an xbox exclusive it's first reported by windows central that the rumor suggests that io is partnering with xbox game studios on a brand new fantasy theme game that involves dragons in some capacity subsequently Eurogamer said its sources have co corroborated that information adding that the game will be triple a in scope mm -hmm. Both reports mention that the game is in early development and years away from your release. IO's unannounced third project had been mentioned before, with CEO Hakan Abrak telling IGO, I should mention we're working on something else as well as something completely new, a new IP. Mm -hmm. The company subsequently opened a new Barcelona studio in part to work on the unannounced game. Can I just jump in as well? They are mm -hmm. also working on, as well as the Hitman series, they're working on a James Bond game. Really? So yeah, they they've announced IO Interactive are working on a, a Bond. Do we know what James Bond is based on, or is it just one like a standalone kind of thing? Uh, as far as I know, it's like an original Bond game. Uh, set we talk, in the we Bond talk, universe. We're talking the world is not enough, or God Eye, or no, I don't think it's based on any of the films. So uh, it's kind of like a standalone kind of thing. So don't no, don't make any music. Don't make any music. Uh, it's Bond, James Bond, um, on the 007.ioi.dk. Uh, mm -hmm. Project 007 working title is a brand new James Bond video game to be developed and published by IO Interactive. Feeling a wholly original Bond story, players will step into the shoes of the world's famous secret agent to earn their 00 status in the very first James Bond origin story. And then it's so James Bond, so will that be the first James Bond then? Um, I mean, the first person who played James Bond, I mean. No. Because 
it doesn't matter who plays James Bond because James Bond is always the same person, just different play people play him. Kind of like when uh, they recast a character because they get too old, but it's That's the same we, character. I think we had this this, uh, this little. Um... Yes, we did. 007 yeah. is not. Uh, <laughs> is a designation to an agent. James Bond is the person. It's not a code name. This is what mm. people thought James Bond was a code name. It's like it's not a code name. James Bond is the person. 007 is the code name. Anyone can be 007. Nobody can be double uh, James Bond apart from James Bond, unless they decide to uh, change that rule. But as it stands, Ian Fleming originally made James Bond to be one character, and every James Bond book was different adventures of this one singular James Bond. And then in the films, when Sean Connery gave up doing Bond, they had to recast him, so George Lazenby stepped in. And because he didn't do very well, then Roger Moore stepped in. But it was always the same Bond doing all these wacky and crazy adventures and spy shit. But there was just the person who played him was different. Hmm. And that's the point. Everyone went, oh, but it's just a different, it's a different James Bond. And it's like, no, it's the same James Bond. It's just a different person playing him. Like how Doctor Who is always the same Doctor but it's a different just, person playing him. But they gave you a reason why. Um, although they were going to write into one of the Bond films, and we've already gone over this, that uh, he was going to have in the uh, plastic surgery, and that's why he was a different Bond. Because he had plastic surgery. They, he got disfigured. And he had plastic surgery to like, also change his appearance so he wouldn't get uh, attacked by this other organization that was after him yeah so um yeah so th this is the thing it's like fuck me it's like the amount of times i've had to come out with this because it's like people don't understand that james bond no matter who plays him no matter what skin color or like fucking nationality he is it's always the same james bond character from the very first film he appeared in to the very last film he appeared in. The only exception is maybe the Daniel Craig ones are on a different timeline, especially with the ending of uh, the last James Bond film. Which, if you listen to the spoiler part about it on the last podcast, I told you why. And I'm not recashing that. But, um, yeah. Where was I? Where were we? <laughs> So yeah, about. Platinum Games are wanting to bring back Scalebound, basically, and that would be cool. Yeah, um, I'd love to see what they do with it, though. Hmm. It, it would be interesting, especially if IO Interactive are also working on a similar kind of game. How they clash, especially if... Did Microsoft own IO Interactive? Um, I think they do, yeah. I think they were part of... Um... Well, but, uh, with the Bethesda stuff? I think they're part of Bethesda. One sec. I thought it was Square Enix because Square Enix. Square Enix was um. Part of IO, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I thought IO was under Square Enix. I don't bloody know. But um, hey, that also leads into the next thing. So this Microsoft deal where they're buying Activision Blizzard, uh, is most likely going to go through. Have um, you seen? You saw the little um. <coughs> oh, the infographic. Post. Fuck me, yeah. 
So I mean, look at how much um, claim Ember Grace Group have and Ubisoft have. Uh-huh. I mean, if you buy supply that Microsoft have, is not a one. It's not a monopoly. The not only, by a lot. The only reason they could say it would be a monopoly, and I can kind of understand this, is if when they buy Activision Blizzard, they bring back all the studios that Activision shoved in Call of Duty. Maybe they could fight it on that, but, but so what kind of um what other companies did Activision have that were on Call of Duty? That would uh, be uh, Toys from Bob, um, Raven Software, Treyarch. Treyarch is its own studio still. Uh, Sledgehammer Games, even though they technically do Call of Duty on their own, um, but I'm I'm trying to think. I need to figure out what uh towards bob's already in the list treyarch's already in the list oh but king apparently king put a software is going to be like rolled into that oh here we go here we go treyarch ravensoft high moon beanox i don't know what the fuck that one is infinity war demonware toys for bob shanghai studios and sound state studios or solid state studios as well as king who do candy crush yeah, uh, a few other mobile games as well. What what is this one though? I don't know what this one is. I can't get that any clearer than that. Which one? Uh, the one in the middle next to Beanox and Infinity Ward, on the because if you click on that one you posted, yeah, I clicked on the 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 picture. So it says Xbox, Activision, Blizzard, and King. But um, they've already said that they're not going to monopolize the um. What the fuck was that? Don't you play stuff on my computer and random website? I've already said that it's um, not. They're not oh, going that, to tie like, yeah, Call of Duty exclusive, exclusively. That you're like on a phone. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell what it was, but they're not going to tie exclusively um, the Call of Duty series and you know, like stuff like oh, that. They're, to they're going to on a previous um, contracts and yeah, so they'll push it out to... In the case of, they'll still release Call of Duty on both platforms, but the Xbox platform may get... Oh, the exclusivity the... bollocks that PlayStation has with, oh, extra XP and things open earlier on. It's like, or, you know, like exclusive maps or something. Yeah, that might flip. So we get them first on, on Xbox and Microsoft stuff. Or We've... if Microsoft is a good guy, they'll probably release them both on both platforms at the same time. I mean, that would be like the, the ridiculous thing, because at the end of the day, Microsoft will make fucking money regardless on their... And yeah. that's what I don't understand. So you're like, well, we'll, we'll entice people to us. And it's like, but if it's a multi-platform game that you own, it's in your best interest to make it as fair and platformed as possible, which I think, all right, that might be a monopoly move from uh, Microsoft. But if this deal goes through, it should do. They should do it like that. They should make it fair so everybody gets it. Shouldn't be like fucking Square Enix where they release an Avengers game and, oh, but Spider-Man belongs to Sony for their video game stuff. You can't yeah, have Spider-Man unless you have a Sony. Sony as a Spider-Man in the films, not the games. Yeah, but apparently what really fucks me off as well about that whole Avengers Spider-Man exclusive bollocks, it's not even that fucking good. There's not even any real storyline for him because they can't, because he, <laughs> he can't cut out that much story because it wouldn't make sense to the other people who have other platform games. 
So they deliberately made this character a cutout and went, oh, but he's exclusive to this console. But then they realized, shit, but we can't actually put him in the other versions and you can't have a big story with him. He can't be relevant to these stories. Fuck. So he's basically like a reskin of a different character. I know you can't out of the other platforms basically means you can't have a story of said person in said platform because it doesn't make fucking sense because yeah. how can you have a story of that character if he's not there? Exactly. And that, that's the whole point. They, they literally can't do anything with him apart from giving him his little like missions. Yeah, they can give him like a little mission thing that's exclusive to the PlayStation but it doesn't have any real storyline to it. So it doesn't add to the Avengers game at all. So it's not worth it. <laughs> and and that's what's so great about it. It's just not worth it. Whereas how Microsoft would really benefit from doing this would be literally just like, here we are. It's coming to all platforms. Everyone gets stuff day one. Everyone does this. Here's the price. There we go. Thank you. And Sony would not lose money. They won't get as much as they would do if it was an exclusive and they bought the exclusivity deal. True. But Microsoft still makes a shitload of money because they're still selling games on other platforms that aren't theirs. And they're also in the good guys because they're releasing things fairly to everyone. And while some diehard Xbox boys are going to be like, oh, but they should be making it exclusive. It's not really the point. If you want Microsoft to and Xbox to be a brand that survives console wars and shit like this, you need them to be fair. Yep. And how I often shit on PlayStation and that, it makes sense to cooperate with them. Because if they go down the shitter and we've not cooperated with them, it'll all come back on us. Whereas if we give them a fair shake of the stick and it doesn't do well, well then we tried. Yep. And then Down to... Yeah. But then again it also shows that we're fair enough to give them that opportunity. So and that that'd be awesome. But yeah, they they said that this monopoly thing uh they would only be the third biggest behind Sony and behind Tencent I think it was, wasn't it? Or Ubisoft. It was like Tencent Ubisoft and then, what the fuck, Embracer Group? But Sony has bought a load of studios as well. So I think this is the thing that it's like, oh, but Sony own way all these those They don't have as many studios as uh, Microsoft. But then it's like, oh, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Does it really? Because in the grand scheme of thing, Ubisoft own a shitload of studios. This Embracer Group own a shitload of studios. Tencent own a shitload of studios. So it wouldn't really make that much difference. But hey, that, that's my opinion on it. Anyone else want to weigh in before we uh, start wrapping up for this evening? Well, we can have a quick look for the article if you like. Go on I... then. Yeah, yeah, if you want to do that. Because I, I, I skimmed to have a look at these different things. Yeah, I didn't so... realise that King was part of this deal. Yeah, Activision, ABK, Activision, Activision Blizzard King. I didn't know Blizzard, or Activision owned A King as well. Yeah, ABK. Oh. Uh, so this is from GameSpot.com. Microsoft CEO thinks it's Activision 
Dizzard? Fucking hell. Let's try that again. Microsoft CEO thinks that its Activision Blizzard deal will go through. Should the deal go through, Microsoft would only be the third largest player in the industry behind Sony and Tencent. This isn't Phil Spencer, by the way. This is the other CEO of Microsoft. Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella believes... I'll probably hash our name up. Yeah. Believe Microsoft's acquisition of Active Liz will not be blocked by the US Federal Trade Commission, even as the FTC and the US Department of Justice look to ramp up antitrust efforts, especially among technology companies. Speaking of the Financial Times, Nadella remarked on how even if the deal goes through, Microsoft would only still be the third largest company in the industry behind Sony and Tencent. He cited fragmentation of the game, game market as a key factor as to why he thinks the Active Liz acquisition will clear regulatory hurdles. Even post this acquisition will be number three with sort of low teens market share, where even the highest player is also in the teens for market share. It shows how fragmented content creation platforms are. He goes on to state that another factor that will be, need to be considered is how Microsoft isn't even the biggest player on its own Windows operating system. Also, the analysis will have to extend to say, why are these content companies trying to become bigger? Is it because the place where the constraints really are in distribution the only open distribution platform for any gaming content guess what is windows the biggest store on windows is steam it's not ours people can do it people can do any pay instrument whereas all other gaming distribution platforms are closed which is a fair point true marks of announcement that is sought to buy active list for 69 billion came on the same day that the justice department and ftc announced plans to rewrite its guidelines on mergers Reports have since confirmed the FTC will be taking the lead on reviewing the acquisition, which will look at the possible effects the buyout would have on competition within the industry. The FTC recently sued to block two major mergers, NVIDIA's $40 billion attempt to purchase the semiconductor company Arm, and Lockheed Martin's attempted $4.4 billion acquisition of rocket engineer manufacturer Aerojet Rocketdyne Holdings. Microsoft CEO Phil Spencer has stated Microsoft will honor existing multi-platform agreements, which we've spoke about, in the wake of Activision Blizzard's deal and expressed a desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation platforms, which we also just, I think we've re we just touched on. Mm -hmm. Minecraft remains multi-platform following Microsoft's purchase of Mojang back in 2014, which is, again, it's still multi-platform. Just, yep. we have crossplay with Nintendo, but not PlayStation yet. Uh, I think it does work now, that, but it's very that, wanky. Well, uh, it's, needs, it needs a fix. It's, Microsoft is uh, fucking now Microsoft. Mine, Minecraft is big on all platforms. To be fair, mm -hmm. it's yeah. As numerous Bethesda titles following Microsoft acquisition of Zenimax Media, which cleared regulatory barriers last year. Yeah, so I mean that's that's what annoys me about it is that they're like, oh, but it's it's monopolizing. It's, it's like, not monopolizing. It's not. If you <laughs> let me just quickly find that picture again. Where the fuck is it? Oh, I went too far. Uh... I mean, okay, so Ubisoft have got a lot of things called Ubisoft North, Ubisoft fucking Montreal, Ubisoft Canada, Ubisoft yeah, but they're fucking all like, they're, light. They're all different studios, aren't they? Yeah, but they're all different studios. They've just named them Ubisoft, more, but it's still Ubisoft. So yeah, what Microsoft could do is like, okay, we're changing all these fucking companies to Microsoft ID, Microsoft whatever, Microsoft Rare, or whatever, and they could get away with it because it's just one company. And I think that's the thing, is like, oh, but fucking how they're doing it, they're trying to say, but it's all oh, these are all the same company, they're just different branches. But they're all independent studios. 
So mm. for for ten cent, you have. I'm just going to read some of these out that I can actually read on the phone. You've got Shark Mob, Riot Games, Jaeger, Lab Forty Two, Sumo, Radiant. Everyone knows this one, Supercell. Uh-huh. They did um. Clash of Clans, I think it was. And Clash of, uh, what's the other one? The Clash Royale, but not yeah. that shit. Mini Clip, really? Mini Clip. Yeah. Pixel App, High Pixel Studios. Don't they own PUBG Corp in some way as well? I think they have. I don't think they own it to a cent, but I think they have a investment into it. Mm-hmm. Tencent also but have they, an investment in no, Bungie, by the way. <laughs> they own. They own shares of it. I should say. Yeah. They own Lee Yu. Cheers, babe. Lee Yu. There's Sumo something. Sumo games. Sumo games. And if you look at um, Embrace Embracer Group, how much they own? Fuck me. They've got uh, Deep Silver, Volition. Uh... Ghost Ship Games, the, the people behind um, Galactica. Galactic. Mm-hmm. They own Gaia, Easy Brain, Zen Studios, Ashbourne, Aspire, Destiny, Git. They own Gearbox, really? Yeah, well, you know, we call it uh, Deep Silver and Volition. Saints Row. Uh, Deep Seal was um, they did some PC games back in the day, didn't they? Yep. But they also did the uh, the Saints Row games. Uh, Volition. One oh. game that brings to my mind for Volition was um, Summoner Two back on the PS Two back in the day. That's the oh. one one of my games I fucking love playing. But yeah, Gearbox they did fucking um, what do you call it? Borderlands. 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 Um, Tales from the Border. When they partake too, though. Um, I think the. Borderlands, um, I think the Borderlands franchise is, I take two, um, subsidiary, as it were. But it sounds like they're not owned by uh, by that anymore. Or no, it's, it's... Unless take two have the rights to distribute it? Well, as publishing rights, most likely, yeah. Yeah. But even take two have got, like, all the Rockstar Studios. Um, I don't know if DMC... DMA design still exists or not, but just looking at Embrace Group, wasn't Cytex the group behind um, uh, uh, Crisis? No, it was Crytek. That was Crytek. Oh, that was something similar. Yeah, they've also got Misc Games, Pisces, Deca, Milestone, Bugbear, Voxler, 3D Realms, Duke Nukem. Mm-hmm. That um, Duke Nukem Forever was a fucking abomination. But that was Gearbox by that point. Yep. After it gone through four. That's against Colonial Marines. That was also um, Gearbox. Gearbox. And that game sucked just because of a fucking spelling error. Yep, 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 yep. If they'd have literally checked the coding, it would have fucking worked. They just added one extra letter and they made the aliens completely fucking dumb. Yep. So with Take Two, you've got all the Rockstar. You know, you've got GTA. Private Division. There's Fire Axis, which I think was also another PC um, publisher back in the day. Uh, Fire Axis, yes. Couldn't tell you what yeah. they did, but I know they did. Fire Axis was some sort of um, PC um, builder games, I think, like some city builders, if I remember correctly. Mm, no, that's Maxis you're thinking of. No, Fear Axis was... Um, I think Fear Axis was behind... 
the games like Caesar Three. Um, oh Farrah. right, yeah. No, maybe then, yeah. Just a second. I'll have to head off to now. So we we need to speak. I shall see you later. Okay, Sparky, thank you for joining us. It's okay. Later, babe. Bye. Okay, that's Sparky gone. Well, yeah, the the whole point is, I mean, it's <clears throat> it's very hard for them to say it's a monopoly. Uh, with the video buying Arm, Arm are the people who do like Raspberry Pi and stuff. That's an Arm processor. It's basically a single chip that does everything. So if Nvidia owned them. They own quite a large chunk of uh, the processor technology for single chip and multi chip. Um, so yeah, that would be in a monopoly because they would have the monopoly on all the different single uh, chip processing stuff. Whereas beforehand, anyone could buy an ARM processor, but then for them to go through Nvidia to buy them kind of monopolizes it. So I can I can see why that one can is getting sued for, but. I think with the Microsoft one, yes, it should go through. Um, and then hopefully they'll open up the old studios that got nommed by the, the big bad that is um, Activision. Yeah, Fraxis was the company behind all the Sid Mia games, uh, the uh, Civilization. Yeah. I know it was some sort of um, city builder shit. Sidmere Civilization. There's Civ City Rome, Sim Sidmere Railroads, Civilization Revolution, Colonization, Civ Five, Civ World. There was also the the company behind XCOM. Yes, that's where it was. Civ Two Rev, Civ Beyond Earth, Sidmere Starships, XCOM Two, Civ Six. XCOM Chimera Squad, Marvel Midnight Suns. That's just not even out yet. <laughs> well, that's proposed release date this year in March. Yeah. So, so, but published by 2K Games. Uh-huh. Um, oh, 2K was the Borderlands Gearbox guys. Hey, yeah. Take, Take two, two, is... two. Take two, 2K. Yeah. So who can, who can sue who then? Because, you know, the names are very fucking similar. Like they bastard oh, did with fucking takes two. Bastards. Yeah, it still went on to get fucking game of the year. <laughs> yeah, well, that's annoying because it's like, well, it wouldn't take two and and two K. Why? I'm why? Very... Yeah. I'm very... <laughs> they are very close together. And actually, because if fucking take two is doing, oh, it takes two because it can cause confusion. Then two K can fucking do take two because causing confusion with fucking company name. Yeah. But I, I feel like they would have already done this by now if it wasn't a problem. I mean, it, I mean, we were kind of um, a bit unsure with Take Two and Two K. Yeah. So, I mean, it's TT TT. True. But yeah, so uh, hopefully this will become a thing where it's like, okay, Microsoft own Activision Blizzard and King, yay! And Bobby Cotton gets kicked out the door with loads of money in his pocket, like the weasel twat cunt fucker he is. Yeah, I hope he doesn't get that luxury affair. But you know what? Yeah, you know what happens to golden power shares. Mm. I I imagine yeah. if he does stay and try and argue it, uh, Phil Spencer will just make his life hell. Make him want to leave. Yeah, it's like we're transferring you from Activision Blizzard CEO to, <laughs> to janitor, floor staff. And... or even floor, even floor staff. 
janitor at the Microsoft Surface Store in Nebraska. Yeah. Fuck off. We have a we have a clog in cubicle six. Please sort it out, Kotick. <laughs> yeah. Because that technically he's not losing his job. They are just demoting him. Because imagine that though. It's like I went from two hundred, whatever, fucking like two million a year to twenty dollars. Hundred dollars a week. Yeah. Hey, dude, serving fucking right though. I said it's been going on for years. It's mm. he'll get his confidence hopefully. Oh yes, karma will come and bite him truly in the ass. So, uh, right, let's let's um, wrap this wrap shit this up. up. Yep, yep. So, uh, if you want to contact us, you can contact us via our usual channels. You can contact me at Dolphin Rapture on Twitter. Uh, you can contact, contact Star, who's been in the background, at Dardust2118. You can contact uh, Sparky. I forget where she fucking is now. Sparky has uh, on uh, Xbox. That's the only place you'll get her, unfortunately. Or you can watch her stream. She does stream occasionally as Mrs. Beanie. Um, Miss Red Miss, Beanie. Miss Mrs. Red Beanie on Twitch. Yeah. But wait, there's more. You can now send podcast requests and topics to our Spartans in Pajamas podcast Twitter account. At yes. Spartans in Pajamas podcast. Uh, SIP podcast crew. I... Uh, SIP podcast crew. That's yes. SIP is capital letters. Uh, think, no, it? it's capital S, small i, capital P. Low, low case podcast crew. Yes. Because I couldn't get Spartans in Pajamas podcast because some cunt's got it. <laughs> Bastards. Yeah, so SIP podcast crew. Uh, you can send us questions and shit straight there if you want. Uh, also, follow there yeah, because yeah. that's where we're going to post the episodes. I'm going to post them still on my personal Twitter, but I will also post them on there as well. Um, also, you can send us audio messages through the Anchor app, mm-hmm. which we can play live but not live. We have recently started posting questions at the end of the podcast for you to give opinions i think i can't what the last question was actually you posted um, last week so basically on spotify only uh, there will be a question section that pops up and you can answer the questions there if you feel like it um let me just pull up the last one so i think i forgot what the question i forget actually forget what the fucking question was uh, um, so what version did you think the mo uh the mobile port of GTA 5 will oh, be based right, yeah. on. Will it be on the 360, the Xbox One, or next gen? Because the next gen one's coming out as well. Uh, but I've not heard anything back from you guys, so we're not finding out <laughs> what you guys think. But you can. You can do that. So um, while we're wrapping up, what would we want to ask them this week? Um... Hmm. Um. Uh, do you uh do you do you have high hopes for Scalebound being actually taken back on pub um on publishing or design or fucking what's the way what's what I'm fucking handsome I was now. Scalebound to be revived. Yeah. Do you think Scalebound will have will be 
we reignited to be back into uh, production, as it were. Yeah. Cause I'll, really... I'll, I'll think of the fucking proper words when we get the end of fucking... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then also, um, like I said, you can do the voice, you can do the uh, the spots and pajamas, uh, Twitter itself. And then me, um, just at lostg1985. Wherever you see the well, cowboy Spartan, that is me. Uh, also, Sparks has been lurking. If you want to get hold of him, he's at Sparks to seventy nine on Xbox. Uh, he will pass on any messages and that that you want to add for us. But uh, we kind of want you to use the Spartans in Pajamas podcast crew one if you can, uh, or even answer the Spotify question. You don't even have to give us a question back. You can just answer that one. Uh, give your thoughts on it. Um, and if you want to do the voice messaging thing, if you feel comfortable doing that, you can do that too. Um, but we would well, be cool to hear from you guys. Just had a just had a thought. Instead of a, instead of a, we, can, we can do it in the form of a question. But if one about, can you put links into the end of it? Like maybe do a straw poll with a question. I don't think I can. Ah, uh, say if we could do a straw poll, we can go from there, don't we? Because I have to do it through my uh, through the phone app. I can't do it on the on the actual web app. Yeah, that's true. Not I'm saying yet. that. Maybe when... possible, like, maybe I could do a straw poll, like such and such and such and such. Do you want A, B, or C? Yeah, maybe when um when they add it to the the web app, I could probably do that. But yeah, uh, but that's Spotify guys. If you guys want to do the question that we're gonna answer, oh. then yes, please by all my, uh, means do that, and we do appreciate that. If you guys uh want to do. The thing that if you want to do the question of scale bound, will it be revived by Microsoft? Um, you can add that. You can answer that on the SIP crew uh, Twitter. I will put that on there actually as well um, as a separate tweet. And then if you guys want to respond to that, you can. Um, I feel like we've word soup the shit out of that, but yeah, word soup. <laughs> That'd be a top story for you. Yeah, so basically, yeah, basically, what we're saying is, hey, get in contact with us. Let, let us, let us know. And you have more than one way of doing it now. You have so we'd three love, ways. We'd love for our um, listeners to interact with us. You know, mm-hmm. some of that we're still waiting for. Shall we say? Yeah, three ways to interact. You can do it by voice. You can do it by tweet. You could do it by just listening on Spotify. They are all valid ways you can get in contact with us. Or you can reach out to us on our personals directly if you feel that you want the more personal touch. Because we know people are listening, because we can see the, um, the analytics, yeah, analytics. So we know we got, we know, we know we're getting listens. Oh yeah, because we're getting people that are listening past how many people that would listen to it in our crew, who join us regularly. So th- that's enough for us. So hi, thanks guys. We would like you to input yourselves into our podcast and let us know what's going on even if you don't want your name to be put in the podcast you could just say please don't add my name and then we can just do anonymous so because i will like the audio ones i'll listen before the podcast anyway just to vet so if you want them to be anonymous just say i would like to be anonymous (laughs) or hi i'm anonymous (laughs) and i have a question imagine their name was actually anonymous (laughs) <laughs> I bet there is. I bet there is an anonymous in the fucking uh, in the world. Yeah. In the world. 
amount, amount of shit she must be getting. Like, what's your name? Anne Ominous. You don't have to tell me, it's fine. No, Anne Ominous. Ooh, Ominous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think we're going down the, uh, the, the wind-up rabbit hole here, so... Yeah. Uh, this has been episode 98 of the Spartans in Pajamas podcast. It has been a little bit of a weird one because not that many people have been in. It's been me and Dolph basically holding the show with a, a few inputs from here Spark. and there and Sparky. So, um, yeah. I'm still here. I know you're still here. Once I've put this on, I'm going to play some PUBG. <laughs> so, uh, I'm yeah. I'm hardly going back to Yu-Gi-Oh and fucking torture myself. You're going to get fucking exodied after three turns, I bet you. <laughs> I'm going to get fucking... I'm going to get fucking, fucking Armageddon on the fucking second turn. <laughs> fucking field wiped. But yeah, okay, so we're done. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Hopefully it'll be in two weeks, unless shit fucks up again with work and stuff, and I have to make it three. But hopefully we're back in two weeks. I'm trying so to get us be, back on the two week. That would be the 8th of March, wouldn't it? Roughly. I hope so. Because after that, it gets into like beer festival territory and that gets a bit fucky. It'll be the 3rd or the 10th. Yeah, so we're, we're trying we're trying to get back to the two week format. Uh, I apologise <laughs> that just shit's got in the way. Um, but yeah, okay. Episode 98 done. Peace out. Fucking done. Bye. Bye. Bye.